And we're back. It's time. It's that time. It's the time. <laughs> There's a time, and it's now. There's no time like the time. <laughs> time. We're back with another episode of the classic award-winning podcast, Brackets, from BSM. I'm Connor, and I'm joined with my ever-steady friend in the podcast world, Oscar. How are you? I'm having a wonderful time. It's great to be back. It's great to be knee-deep in intense musical dissection once again. Uh, the sun's shining, the world's returning to a bit more of a normal state. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. The summer's here. Um, as you, dear listener, will have known, we're dissecting the, well, 75%, it would seem, of the Origami Angel discography. Uh, Oscar, take us through how we do this. So for uh, all you old-timers, all you first-timers, all you everyone else, uh, the aim of the game is to take 32 songs from any band, pit them one-on-one in a battle to the death, and slowly but surely we work our way down from 32 to 16 to 8 to 4 to 2 to one eventual victor that is that band's greatest song. Now, Origami Angel, great band, got a great number of songs. Um, a great number of them. And this is one of the first bands where we kind of almost, almost arbitrarily, but still tactically, just went from the top. Just did the 32 most recent, excluding songs that aren't really songs, the more just sample bits, and working from there. So what we've got, the breakdown is, we've got the entire contents of latest album, Gami Gang, minus the first track. It's 19, tra- 19 tracks in total. It's an awful lot. Mm-hmm. Then we've got the entire contents of 2019 album, Somewhere City. That is a full 10 tracks, bringing our total to 29. And then we've taken three tracks from the 2019 Gen 3 EP. Uh, and that, that brings us to a princely 32. Uh, there's obviously a couple of other tracks they've got, some other singles, some other EPs, and they haven't made the cut. So please, if those are your guaranteed favorites, switch off now. I'm not going to talk about them. I'm not even going to name the EPs. I'm not, as far as I'm concerned, they do not exist. They don't exist. Your favorite song is Flawed. Uh, the real heads know that these are the best songs and this is where the battle commences. Uh, before we dive into it, before we get, before we rip apart our listeners' favourite songs with arbitrary reasonings, like this song slaps or this riff's good, uh, <laughs> where did you first discover Origami Angel, Oscar? So this is a, uh, the previous listeners of the podcast will know that I typically tend to bring the specific energy to this show of having listened to the band for about five minutes before we start recording and just going on the gut. This is one of those rare instances, uh, not since American football, the heyday of the American football episode, have we come across a band that I've actually actively listened to before. Uh, what a dream. Or, I, a rarity in a long-form podcast dissecting the ins and outs of it. But um, yeah, Origami Angel, one of those bands that you actually shared with me and said, you know what? There's a lot of riffs in this band. I reckon you'll like them. I was, it was probably something as reductive as that. Yeah. But a credit to the man. There's a lot of riffs with this band and I do like it. Um, I was introduced to them via the Somewhere City album and 
had a lovely time with it. And then the new album's come out and I've had a lovely time with that too. Obviously, the timelines, as you all know, have meant that there's been no opportunity to see this band live. There's been no opportunity to witness the fitness of the two-piece powerhouse that is Origami Angel, but something to look forward to. Uh, Big fan. Yeah, Not much more to say than that. The best duo since White Stripes. Fact. Let's put a pin pin in that one. Um, (laughs) Connor, (laughs) where did you first... (laughs) Jump aboard the origami train. I, uh, I'm a real head, and I jumped on the origami train when they were nothing more than an R emo Reddit band. And I was the guy that would try and find the new bands, and they released a split called Holy Split with a band that I don't know if they're still around called Commander Salamander. Hell of a name. Hell of a name. Um, yeah, went from there. Then, you know, went on to Gen 3. Then Somewhere City kicked me in the face. And now we're here exclusively distributing Gamma Gang in Europe. So it's been a hell of a ride. Um, I feel old just even thinking about Reddit. I haven't been on there in a while. But... You're not missing a lot. Still garbage fire. Still garbage, still dumpster fire. Been there, done that. We've broke on through to the other side. Big fan. Uh, I've probably got some controversial opinions. And that's that. That's where I'm at with it all. That's where I'm at. Well, look, it seems like we're both in a good, relatively chill, but equally still well-informed state to start talking intently Mm. about the songs of the very wonderful Origami Angel rock group from the US or are they from Canada? (laughs) From Washington, D.C. That's in the US. In the US. From the US. Washingtonians. Origami Angel. Let's get into it. Let's talk about the songs. Let's do it. Cue that soundtrack that we don't have. No, don't do that. It's more work for me. Uh, <laughs> so we're just gonna get we're just gonna jump straight in and work our way from the left hand bracket that you'll be able to see on the on yep. the Twitter. Uh, the first pair up we have to dig into is Footloose Cannibal Brothers versus Gigi. I mean, we always seem to start off with a hard one and then it gets a little bit easier. I, I, yeah. Yeah. So we are starting off with a hard one. Um, there seems to be a running theme in some of the, um, some well, in all the brackets that we have that like, Maybe, maybe it's just an artistic decision, but the last song on the album seems to always be a ripper for this band, and it has been for various other bands that we've spoken about. Uh, oh, 100%. And, like, GG is just a great song. There's, it, it, to me, it just feels like it's one massive build-up and a crescendo at the end to this conceptual double album, their magnus opus that they've mm. put out. Um, the build feels like it ne- it's like it's never going to end, and then you just sort of like you're already at the cliff, and then you fall off into this sort of musical odyssey. Well, uh, partic- particularly because if you've listened through the whole album, you haven't heard a song that's longer than about three minutes up until this point, and this song is a is a Herculean effort of five minutes. That's five Origami Angel songs, basically. <laughs> It's, it's got to be their longest song as well, I think. Yeah, yeah, by, by a long way. Oh, really? um, it's, it's really, 
really great closer. Um, it brings back the cool little bells from the beginning track, which we haven't spoken about. Let, we're not talking about it in the bracket. Let's briefly reference the, the the opening track to this album, which is hilarious. It's like, like a it's like a pop goes crunk two thousand seven metalcore. Yeah, respect for bringing pop goes crunk in. <laughs> That's what it is. It's that. It's that kind of like. <laughs> trap hat bells 808s thing which then goes into well we'll get to it but we'll fly by the devil wears prada that's what it is it's yeah it's (laughs) it's a devil wears prada song (laughs) um but it's very that's why we haven't mentioned it because it's not really an origami angel song it's kind of a almost like funny introduction but they managed to bring those bells that are in that into the end build and it works it's very emotional it's very not. It's a lovely, like long form crescendo. Um, yeah, it's very good. Mm. It's very good. And, the, very and that, good. that, that, of course, being GG. The the other side of this, Footloose, Cannonball Brothers. Uh, it's got a great, fun, catchy chorus. Mm. I'm a big fan of it. It's much more like bouncy, simple. It's a tr- one of the more traditional songs without a insane bit that happens in the middle or the end. Uh, it's it basically Footloose Cannibal Brothers is an origami angel song which sounds like one song rather than six which is what a lot of the other ones tend to do I think Footloose so, Cannibal was the first single as well off this record I'm really trying cool. to my brains if that was I think that's what happened if I'm wrong I'm sure someone will ignore me or tell me um, I think Footloose is going to be one of those songs that sort of like lives uh, long after this double Magnus Opus is is done and dusted. I think that's going to be one of the ones in in this album that like sits in the set in the live set mm. for a really really long time because um, it is a great song and like like you alluded to that we'll get to at certain points in this it it is it, you know it starts and it ends it's not an ongoing odyssey that you look down and you're like holy shit I've listened to four songs and I didn't even notice yeah <laughs> um, I I'm pretty confident in what I have going through but I want you to tell me what you've got going through. This is one of those examples where I've written more for Gigi, but I've still thought that Footloose should go through mm. because of the reasons you've said there, that it's a, it feels like a set list solid. Mm-hmm. It feels like a, a good introduction, particularly if it's the first single from this album. It feels like a very good and effective introduction to this band and ticks all the boxes of what an origami angel song is without going crazy and driving people away with the slightly weirder side of what they're capable of writing. So that's why I would say Footloose would go through this round. I also have Footloose going through, but I also would just like to allude to the, um, the sample that's in GG. And I feel like that is appropriate for Footloose as well. Because if you, you know, if if you don't like that, then you don't like NBA basketball or, in this case, Footloose Cannonballs. And what more is there to say than that? No, no, Footloose. We're putting it through. Make a note. Uh, let's get into the next one. Side note, Oscar, you making notes? I'm not making Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm, all, I'm always making notes. He's always making notes. All right, next one. We've got You Won't versus Match Bike. Another, uh, another Gammy Gang double header. 
give it to me. It, this is the thing as well. When you've got an album that has 19 tracks, there's going to be a lot of them that go up against each other. That's just, <laughs> that's just basic statistics. So I'm, I'm going to give you the, I'm going to give you the classic Connor Law's uh, review of one song that normally happens later on in the bracket. Oh, we get, we get, we're getting a three word review early this week. Oh, I just, I just have nothing for match by. Like, I think it's a good song, but I had nothing for it. So, no, and go on then. What, what's, so you think it's a good song, but you don't write anything down? I just think it's a good song, but there's better songs. Like, You Won't is a, is a slammer. Agreed. And I think one thing I found as well, I, I, I get quite, quite deep in the time codes when, when it comes to analyzing songs. Good. So I'm always talking about which one's shortest, which one's longest. Uh, you Won't manages to do two choruses in under a minute. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's insane. You're not wrong there. That is, that is so impressive. And it feels urgent, but it doesn't feel like overly rushed. Yeah. That's just very to the point songwriting and I'm here for it. I'm a big fan of it. Um, that was kind of the main thing that like put me aside on that one. I think we're in the same boat here. I think You Won't is the one that goes through because it's very, it's very impressive. It's very, it's very short and sharp and to the point. And I like that. I'm a big fan of short, sharp, catchy numbers. And the next bracket, again, is another, is, is another hard one. Uh, next up, we have the Bossa Nova Core and Neutrogena Spectre. So, what, <laughs> what I wrote for Bossa Nova Core is, this song is insane. I love it. <laughs> Not this song is insane, like, whoa, man, that solo is insane. This song sounds like it was written by a mad scientist this is this is this is this song was born in a in a petri dish it is (laughs) it it is the musical equivalent of committing to a bit insanely hard of just we're going to kind of write this bossa nova lift jazz song but we're going to bookend it with really really heavy parts and then in the middle it's going to kind of just feel like a normal song mm-hmm. but we'll go back to the bossa nova jazzy lift music bit <laughs> and i think because i've had the context of another album or two albums worth of their stuff i get it and it's fun i think if this was the first thing i heard from them i'd go what what is this band? <laughs> what is this? Who, who is this what is this why is this but, but with with context and i'm sure it's the same to other Origami Angel fans is great. It takes so many boxes of what I like about the band and it's fun, it's silly, but also done very genuinely. Like it's, it's got a nice, the Bossa Nova groove bit is nice. It's very nicely done. Uh, so I, that's the one I think is better. What I said about Neutrogena Spectre is that it's got a, a ludicrously heavy end section which they love doing. They, they like doing that. They like doing quite a nice song and then just going like... They really it up a little bit in this one. Chugs and dissonances, but this is like a little... This is a little step up to the point where I was, I was a bit surprised. But nonetheless, no lift jazz. Well, so, I think first off the bat is I'm going to have to fact check myself because Neutrogena Inspector was in fact single one. So... For all the people that are angry tweeting us, which you know doesn't happen, hasn't happened since we binned off um, <laughs> when we what never meant, never meant first round. Um, Neutral Inspector, great tune. Mm. Um, I love it. I love the sort of positive self-deprecation in it. Like it's okay to not be the cool guy in the fancy jeans. 
some of us aren't that people some of us aren't that person um a big fan of the middle eight breakdown with the sort of the claps and the clicks that I feel like gets utilized a lot on this record. There's a lot of hand claps, clicks. Oh yeah. Big fan. Um, I think it's a really well-rounded song. And I think like, like we said with um, Footloose, I think because of its position as being a single, it's going to be sort of living on longer than this record. Like imagine what, imagine seeing this record in full first to first to last it would be an ordeal in the best sense of it would be a, a, an assault on the senses in the best way possible but yeah Neutrogena will go on past that um really great song i think it really stuck its position as like this is what you can expect from this record and like i said they've gone heavy in some of these parts which is great just shows yeah. extra musicianship but Big butt. Big butt. Bossa Nova, I wrote, here we fucking go, lads. <laughs> <laughs> it's just fun. I'd be more excited about hearing Bossa Nova than I would about Neutrogena just for the kind of the <laughs> the comedy mash- of it. <laughs> it's the mashup no one asked for, but we're all no. we got. And everyone needed without realizing they needed. No, I think, yeah, I, I feel the same way. This is no slight on Neutrogena. It's a wicked song. Yeah. Uh, but Bossa Nova is, it's a bit more well-rounded, I think. It's got, it's got enough of a what-if factor to, yeah. to, 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 I think, take it, well, certainly to the next round. Yeah, so any places I didn't know I wanted to go and then brings me back. So there you go. Precisely. So that is Bossa Nova going through. Next up, we have uh, Dr. Hoomst. Hoomst? Yeah. Hoomst. Yeah. Yeah, good. I'm just like, yeah, it's, it's straight. It does it. Silly word. Honestly. Not, not even 100% if it's a real word, but. Gina Spectre was hard enough to, hard enough to get through sometimes. Um, versus uh, self destruct. So we've got Dr. W from Somewhere City and self destruct from, from Gang. No? wherever it's from. It's Garden Gang. Self-Destruct <laughs> is the first full track on Garden Gang. <laughs> so we've got Dr. W from Somewhere City and Self-Destruct from Gammy Gang. What have you got, Oscar? Tell me, tell me what you got. So Dr. Hoomst is a very nice track from Somewhere City. It's okay. got another stupidly heavy middle section, kind of out of nowhere, because it's got a really like uplifting, boppy... Starting to like myself, like a nice, you know, summary chorus. Huge. And one thing that I kind of noted in Dr. Hoomst is that considering they're a two piece, Mm. which I didn't know until you told me about it because they don't sound like it. It's not wild, is it? Well, it's, it's not, it's not produced like a two piece record. It's not produced like a black keys record or a death from above record or a, Royal Blood record where you can really clearly hear both instruments. White Stripes. It's, who, who are they? The best two-piece ever. Never heard of White Stripes. Okay, well, they're a two-piece. Check them out. It's also just like a two, like a white do, do, they, do, do the White Stripes have a good drummer? Yeah, best drummer in town. That's what I thought, yeah. No, I, I, I have heard of them. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> for, for like a two-piece, they don't sound like a two-piece on record in that they don't shy away from having overdubs and 
hand claps and ooze yeah. and extra instrumentation. And I really like that. I really like that because it's still raw. It's still real sounding. There's no big sample over the top drums and no crazy tight quantized to the grid guitar parts. But there are parts where they've clearly gone acoustic would be nice over this or some ooze would be nice over this. Some harmonies would be good, some claps, some clicks, some percussion, all that kind of stuff. And Dr. Holmes has a really nice amount of that in the kind of middle section and then the stupidly heavy bit where it goes really big. Like, it's just, it's very fun. Yeah. That said, Self-Destruct does that too, mm. but it's also the de facto opener coming out of this weird metalcore walk-on track into Self-Destruct, which is like nice. full heavy-ass dissonance. Like really aggressive and then seamlessly into a positive track because they do that very very well there's a lot of really creative back to we're playing all the hits today yeah. it's uh it's like ruben very like musical use of dissonance mm-hmm. origami again do the same thing very musical and very creative use of dissonance in the tracks so self-destruct has got a chorus which is like all open notes and dissonance but it's still super cheery sounding mm. and i think that's just so hard to pull off and do well they do it in multiple songs they love that it's a really good bit that they like doing and i like hearing it and self-destruct is great so mm. of the two that's the one that stuck out to me i think dr w should go through just purely based on the opening riff that's where i'm at I think that, is it tapping? I think it's tapping. feels like tapping. There's a lot of tapping. There's a lot of hammering on. There's a lot of hammering off. There's a lot of tipping, a lot of tapping. Let me just hear the first couple of seconds of that. Because if you're going to go on tapping, there's so many songs that do it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm going I'm to hard pass on tapping being the reason that goes through because there's more insane tapping on other songs. <laughs> I had I had this as one of my dark horses for the entire thing. Um, I can understand it, probably because it was one of the one of the first ones that I that that stuck in my head. Um, I think the I think between like six 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 flag and coming into this, like the sort of those two songs fit really well together and they mm. just beat into each other. I think that is probably like my favorite uh, switch between songs in their entire discography. Um, it's interesting because are those the first two tracks on Somewhere City? Oh, the middle tracks. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Um, so there are better songs on Somewhere City. I'll be honest with you, mm. um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna bank because I can't. I, I'll be honest with you. There's a lot of there doesn't feel like there's gonna be a lot of arguing in this one, but I think <laughs> if me saying finger tapping is why that one went through, you are correct in saying that there are better performances this is what i'm saying this is what i'm saying but there's just there's just more insane tapping bits that i think will be enough of a merit to go through and (laughs) okay so oh here's okay here's 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 the cherry on top yeah self-destruct has that really nice synth that comes in over the top that you are right you are right extra instrumentation on two piece yeah okay Go yeah. on, you can have your, you can win the war, the battle, bollocks. You can win this battle. <laughs> you, did, you did a Reuben joke. That's good. Thank you for the real. I like that. Okay, well, self-destruct, self-destruct goes through. Lovely cool. stuff. Whoosh. Next up, uh, we got Say Less mm. versus Greenbelt Station. 
Mm-hmm. Well, we do. We do. Um, a green belt station. So, in the context of the record, this comes. <laughs> this comes what directly after the. Directly after a beatdown, doesn't it? Is there is a, in um, Neutrogena Spectre? So it, that song ends on the the riff, and then it goes straight yeah. into Green Belt, um, which in context of the album is super nice. It's like it's very it's really essential in an album that size and that full of ideas and that intense. It's really yeah. important to have the calm breather. Yeah, so this is like a nice reprise, and you yes, know, you know that's great. But Oscar, we're not here to look at songs based on their position in the album track listing. No, no, no. With that in mind, Say Less is better. Correct. So there you go. That, like, it's, 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 it can be as simple as that. It can. can, kids. That's but, what it can. Say Less is just better. Yeah. And I'm not going to say any more. Moving on through. Next up, we've got... Uh, Ruby from Gen 3 versus Skeleton Key from Somewhere City. Do you want me to read my notes to factor and then we can move on? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, do you want me to say my things on the bit? I've definitely already made my mind up, but I'd love to hear what you have to say. Okay, well, Ruby is just a ripper. Like, it's, what, under a minute, 20 seconds, and I'm pretty sure the halftime kicks in before even a minute's up, right? Sure. You know I'm a fan of halftime. I love a halftime, and you love a halftime. We all love halftime. It's it's the same riff, but half as quick, and it sounds just as good. Um, Plus, there's loads of chops on that. And, you know, I think Ruby, it's not going to win this one. It's not going to win the bracket, let's be honest. But it's good. It's a nice, hey, we're learning. We're getting better. And without Ruby... You ain't got 24-hour drive-through. You ain't got 100%. Day Less. You haven't got Skeleton Key, which, in my opinion, is another wholesome song. It's a great song. Mm. And I think it's going through. Well, I completely agree, so let me just elaborate. Uh, I mean, <laughs> Ru- Ruby is... <laughs> my notes are, Ruby, good, but a little aimless. But it's a nice concept for an EP, though, because the actual EP just... Pokemon theme DP. Great. We're here for it. Naming the songs after Pokemon generations and making the lyrics work around it. I like that. I like it very much. Would it be classed as a concept record? Uh, yes. Theoretically, it could be. Wikipedia might define it as a concept record. or an Yeah, exactly. And Somewhere City could also be a concept record. And Ga- Gami Gang, jury's still out on that one. But <laughs> We're still figuring out. Ruby walked so that they could run later down the line. Skeleton Key, I've written, obviously it's this one, Behave Yourself. (laughs) Not that I thought it was ever really up for debate, but we'll get on to... We'll we'll talk about Skeleton Key in a bit. It's obviously that one. Forget about it. I'm sure we will. Okay, what we got next? Next up, we got 666 Flags from Somewhere City versus Bed Bath and Batman Beyond. My favourite title for an Oregon Radio track. The, Two of my favourite titles, actually. Yeah, the, the best... Uh, if this was a podcast based on what your favourite song title would be, we all know what the winner is. Oh, but, my God. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have any idea how much roller coasters cost? Probably a bit. 
let's have a look how much six flags cost to build. You know, it's fun. I wrote down about this to do this bit, but I didn't do it in uh, pre-pro, so I'm Googling it now. It cost $300 million to build, and it took two years to build. That's a long time. Although, I don't think it cost that much money or that long to get through the riffs that are on this song. It cost me the, the, the price of a monthly subscription to my streaming service to get through this song. <laughs> Significantly less than that figure you just said. Yeah, I feel it's quite an easy contest. Look, I love Bed Bath and Batman Beyond, but Six Six Flags for me is an absolute ripper and it deserves to go through. I mean, look, Bed Bath and Batman Beyond is not a bad song considering it is under one minute long. But it's and, it's still, and it's still a song, not an intro or like just a riff or like an interlude. It's a full song. Mm-hmm. And that's a thing that I simply cannot do. I cannot write a song that is a minute long. <laughs> that is insane to me. <laughs> However, 666 Flags is, and it's very important to point this out, the first track we've spoken about so far, which has blast beats in it. Yes. I was going so to that, say it later because it was going to get, it was going to go through. So yeah. Well, I mean, we can, we can touch on that a bit, but it's, it, it's, the, the, the other content of the song is basically secondary. It's got blast beats in it. Look, it, it, in that song, it goes from halftime mm-hmm. straight into blast beats. And mm-hmm. then off the bat of the blast beats, it goes into an offbeat rhythm that is met, an offbeat guitar rhythm that is played along with the drums. Yeah. Now, that is pure insanity. And I am very much here for it. It's illegal. Well, in certain countries in the world, it is deemed to be illegal. Clearly not in Washington, D.C., the state which Origami Angel two-piece rock band are from. The beautiful thing about Washington, D.C. is it's not even a constitutional state. It is just a city. So it is completely legal there, right? I don't know how to do it live or get away with it in doing certain parts. But anyway, move on. It's going through. We'll talk about it later. Fantastic. (laughs) Who's... Couldn't have said it better myself. Who do we have up? Oh, God. <clears throat> who could argue with that? <laughs> who, who could argue with that? Who do we have up next? Up next, we have Tom Holland Oates versus... That's, that's a hard one to pronounce. I've been, I've been saving this one for you. I'm really interested to, you know, I really think, interested to hear your take on this. ISO... ISO... Prof, I alchemy. Sure. IA. IA. We've got we've we've got THG versus IA. What are you what are you saying? Uh, I got I got I got some bad news for you. I'm pretty sure IA is the one that's going to go through. So we're going to have yeah. to say it again. <laughs> Let's talk about THO just quickly because I'm also in agreement with you there. Um, uh, another top tier name. Tom Holland Oates is very good. Great yeah. name. Yeah. There's a there's a uh, that's the song that I seem to whistle all the time. I don't know mm-hmm. why. I mean, obviously, it's stuck in the brain, so it's a good song. Mm. Um, but the the fact that I whistle it and can't sing it does that make it a good song? I, mean, I think it makes. I think if it's stuck with you, that's good. That is that is a net positive. But um, we've got another halftime and a beatdown. So big beatdown. This one's got a big beatdown because it's got a weird kind of like worry delay effect underneath it, which makes it sound like it's happening in a cave. It's mm-hmm. spooky. Mm-hmm. 
I, the only note I wrote for Tom Holland Oaks is, where the fuck does that middle section come from? Because there's basically no, <laughs> there's no fanfare before it starts. It just kind of goes, and it just happens. And it's, it's, it is like, it's baffling, but very good, but insane. And but pleasant, confused. but confusing. Don't know how they do it. Don't. No, no. But uh, I very much enjoyed it. However, the thing I've said for isopropyl alchemy is that it kind of re, um, it, it restates, no, it reaffirms that this band is very, very good at just jumping between feels within a song. Mm. They're very happy to half time to double time to really aggressive back to happy without it feeling choppy. I mean, it's choppy, but it's not disjointed and that's very impressive. Um, I think, yeah. I think, at, I think at this time in the year of our Lord 2021 and this being the second full length album from Washington DC powerhouse origami angel, it's musically and lyrically everything that we've come to expect. And that's, I'm not, like, I'm not bored of that. I'm completely no. not bored of the positive self-deprecation and the positive affirmation that, are, that is in a lot of these songs, lyrically. Um, it's, it's fun. It's, like, yeah. it's, it's, it's legitimately fun. It's, yeah. not, it's not cutesy. It's not fake. It's genuinely yeah. f- fun. Also, this uh, song, the real hero of this song is uh, in the guest vocal that says that that comes at the start, which is from Cameron Intuitive Records owner Jake Solzer. So that's well, that's fun. That's I was awesome. keeping out of the trump, you know, as a little back card just in case there was an issue with it going through, just to play it. Oh, oh you were going to go, but this song has to go through because the counterintuitives are, <laughs> is on it. Yeah, but I think you know, for the for the fans and for the internet, that's that's why it goes through. Anyway, well, I think that's we enough. Going through IA is going through. That's what it'll be referred to from now on. <laughs> yeah I, life is too short right we're on the second side we're getting through this quite quickly um, give me what you got so we've got XD Gale of Darkness versus 24 hour drive through uh, the XD Gale of Darkness the main thing I said this song is proof of just how many lyrics they can fit into a single song yeah although section Where's that? Like, I've completely forgot about that. Upon it's a rap, basically. It's a rap with a riff underneath it. It's it's the kind of thing that I have no doubt was written like organically, like playing while singing it. That's not one than the other, but I can't get my head around how you would do that because it's so wordy. It's Mm. insanely wordy. It's impressive, and it's not like the guitar is you know open, you know, open strumming. No, it's (laughs) no, it's. Both parts are very hard, um, but it's very much, it's a lot more rough around the edges than I think the other stuff, even on that EP. Mm. So the, the overwordiness is possibly slightly to its detriment. And it's, um, one of those, it's one of those songs that, as we established for anything off the, the Gen 3 EP, mm. very much walks so the rest of it can run. Mm-hmm. But you- uh, you have to have it so you can get there. And it's kind of like a little jazzy. It's like, a, it's like that little jazzy lift music guitar line. Yeah, yeah. It, the, all the themes are there and you, you, they don't come out of nowhere when you hear them later on, but it is just not as, uh, it's not as polished. And, uh, and got polish comes when you get to 24-hour drive-through because that's just, a, that's just a hit. It's 
just a hit, plain and simple. That is a hit. I mean, that's a hit and it's a song about picking up your mate, both physically and mentally, and looking after them and going through a drive-thru to get fries. Like, I mean... Going going and getting some Dr. Pepper. Like, I love that. I love Dr. Pepper. Underrated beverage. One of the one of the best underrated beverages. I, I fully agree. So I think we're in agreement that twenty four hour drive through goes through here. We'll probably pick up that that card later on. Yes. Okay. Sounds good. Next up, we have the air up here, which is the final song from Somewhere City versus Doctor Fondue. Again, can't be can't, can't stopped with these hilarious, are they good, are they bad things. <laughs> I, it's hard to know, but I love it. Yeah, I, um, I'll i be honest with you. I didn't write anything for the Doctor, but, no. you know, the air up here, I got a lot of things to say about. And I got a lot of things to say about them to the point where I'm not even going to say them now. Um, the air up here is the better song it's going to go through. I'm already annoyed that it's going up against 24-hour drive-thru in the next round. So we will just, you know, we'll deal with that later. That's an issue for us later down the line. Let's yes, move on. Future us can handle that. Air up here is going through. We're moving on. Next up, we have Sapphire versus Or In The Moment. Right, okay. All right, okay. okay. I'm going to pick up the ball here and go for a run. So... I was, uh, you know, right. I thought <laughs> Sapphire could go through based on the fact that there are cultural references from the late 80s up until now, just in the beginning of the song. Mm. Go from Pokemon to Star Trek to Twin Peaks and Rocket League. Mm. It's covering all the bases. And something for everyone. Yeah. But that song particularly shows me how much better. Ryland the singer has got over the mm. two records. Like, I don't think their vocals have changed dramatically. I think what it does show is that their vocals have grown and got sustainably better throughout. They've just, Im- they've just improved. They've, they've just, just improved. improved. The style is the same. The delivery is just better. Yeah. Stronger. Um, and with caught in the moment, there's still that little, there's that little break where I feel like they're at the top of their range, which you get in Sapphire as well, when he's, when Mm. the last bit before the, like the fucking tap city over here, population one. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So yeah, for me, it's caught in the moment. There's, I've still got quite a lot of things to say about that. Yeah. Are you with me on that? You, you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep it very simple. Yes, you're absolutely right. Sapphire taps onto a lot of very important cultural touch points. You got Rocket League, you got Star Trek, you got all the big hitters, except for one. It doesn't mention Taco Bell, and caught in the moment does mention Taco Bell <laughs> a couple of times, yeah. as I recall. So the most, the most important out of the group. If you're gonna rank them, you know, if we're in the business of ranking, uh, Taco Bell more important and gets mentioned more, and there we have it. There you have it. Caught in the moment goes through purely based on uh, Taco Bell references. A, fa- a fast food franchise that neither one of us can really eat anything from. Yeah. <laughs> they don't do anything vegan. This is the official 
shout out if there's anyone listening from Taco Bell UK because we can't go to the States. Yeah, one of the three Taco Bell <laughs> locations in this country. <laughs> I'm in Brighton at least twice a year at this point. So I will I will indulge. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> moving on. Um, we have Escape Rope versus No Offense. Like Noah from the Noah. person and fence, like the garden wall. Yeah. Uh, Great. Where to begin? Do I want escape rope or do I want no offense? Oh, let's go with no offense. I mean, it's a nice introduction um, to sort of more, there's more backing vocals on this song. I think mm. that's kind of the first part in Gammy Gang where that comes out. Yeah, so, I've, I've I've said there's really nice do 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 do's do's do do do. they're good because they stand out. They do. I don't think that the backing vocals were hugely prominent before this track. Um, we get the usual no. erratic but fun middle eight riff city uh, mm-hmm. that we've come to enjoy and love at this point. Honestly, like you you know what you're getting with this band by this song on the record as well. Um, but we love them all the same. There's that little jazzy finish, lovely stuff. Uh, mm. Scape Rope didn't write anything. I said that I like the tell me all the things I already know line. There's, yeah. a, lot of, there's a lot of that. You know, it's, nice, it's nice and fun and conversational. Mm-hmm. And if it wasn't up against No Offense, I'd say this has got a really cool mental tappy bit in it. But No Offense also has a big mental tappy bit in it and a big breakdown in the middle and the do-do-do's and just a bit more. It's just a bit more to it. It's just, it's just, it's just a step or so up. That's... What it comes down to. I think Escape Room, Escape Rope, sorry. Um, escape Room. <laughs> I think Escape Rope is my least favorite from Somewhere City. And you know what, Oscar? Do you know what? What's that? I think the numbers show that it is currently the least streamed song from Somewhere City. So, oh, look, the, num- the numbers do a lot of things, but they certainly don't lie. They don't lie. So I think with that in mind, we have to go with the numbers rather than what we feel. Because it's facts, it's science at this point. To heck with our feelings. Mm. I'm about cold, hard stats. And that sometimes, means, no offence goes through. So next up, we have Welcome To... Dot, 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 versus Blanket Statement. Now, you would think we've given a lot of floor space to the importance of extra instrumentation and vocal arrangements and vocal fun parts and blanket statement on paper has a choir in it. Mm. And you would think, well, that's going to do it. We stand. However, a choir is not the same as a sing-along gang vocal. And what does Welcome To have? Big. Big sing-along gang vocal, big end, huge finish, which, spoiler alert, comes back in a fucking huge way later on. I know. So silly. It's so silly. Uh, And there's another detail on this, which I'm going to save for when we talk about later, but the, the key thing is this is the intro track to Somewhere City. Mm hmm a record by a band that I had never heard, had no idea about. 
don't get a lot from the album cover and the name alone that could kind of be anything. And you listen to it and it builds the world perfectly. Mm-hmm. It touches on all the bases of the way that it's going to sound, the places they'll go with it, the free form kind of song structure, how big and sing-alongy they can go, how heavy they can go, how tappy they can go. It is everything that you need to know. Mm-hmm. It's a cheat sheet for Origami Angel, all in one place, mm-hmm. and it's wicked. Yeah, you're not wrong. I think the bookends of uh, Sunwise City are some of the some of the best world-building concept planning, for, foreshadowing, foreplanning, perfect. Um, Blanket Statement, I think, is, it, you know, it's second to last song, Gammy Gang. It's a great song, mm. uh, as, again, as we've come to expect at this point. Um, I really liked the, um, uh, the the bell pattern that sort of... Oh, like, yeah, the offbeat ride bell. I wrote about that too. I was like, what the, how fucking big is this person's forearm at this point? Yeah, really... It's 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 madness, um, but yeah, you know it's it's a good song, and I like good songs. But from from what we've said at this point, there's a lot of good songs in this, and we have to be cold, hard, and ruthless. And we all know that Welcome to Dot 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 is the better. Of the it's the better, and with that, we're going to move swiftly on to Know You and Forward Slash Trust. Right, yeah. So the amount of times the, the amount of time I spent thinking No You was actually the final section of the previous song that it comes from, Boss Nova Corpse, is embarrassing. I, I completely forgot that this was even a song. I thought I, I genuinely thought for the longest period that this was the final part of that song. Hundred percent. Is that a good thing? The jury's still out on this one. But Needless to say, it slaps, it's great, and the fact that it's actually a standalone song, I'm fine with that. Well, it's interesting you say that the end of Boston Overcore kind of like, kind of blends into No You, mm. but then the end of No You kind of blends into Trust. It's the same yeah. chords. Like, it's basically oh, a three-part song. <laughs> it's very, I, I'm, and it's, it's a shame that the randomizer has put these two up next to each other because it would be easier to mark them individually, but they kind of blend into one. For mm. both of these, this is the only one of the two I've gone through and done a preliminary. This is which I think is going to win. This is one I don't. Mm. This is the only bracket I had no clue as to which one was going to win because I kind of view them as the same song that just happens to stop in the middle, you know? So it's kind of more like know you dash trust. Oh my God, that's what the songs are called. <laughs> um, yeah, I've got we're no opinion it, on these. Just combine it with one song and let it go through because it's going to go up against Welcome To. So. <laughs> yeah, usually I don't like to, to bail out, but no two is, no, no You and Trust, neither one of them is strong enough. They, they, might, they need all the, all the power they can get. Good luck. To, okay, okay, that we're going to do a world's first in brackets history. We're going to combine two songs and put a whole bracket against one song. It's how they wanted it to be. It's how Origami Angel written them. So it's going through. Together. I like it. I like it. I'm a big fan. <laughs> okay, uh, second to last of the first round, we've got Find Your Throne versus Spoons Rattling. God damn 
remind me of Simon Kinkers. Yeah, same. Anything to do with spoons makes me... Rusty spoons. Makes me uncomfortable. Um, the spoons rattling, you know, it's got that little sort of like mixtape feel, that sort of like almost 808 snare clap vibe mm. going on. Um, for me, spoons rattling feels like a loading screen on a game from the early 90s. Um, yeah, it's it's yeah. a really cool bit of production, but it's not necessarily a destination. Yeah, it's like, look, I get it, but I'm, I've now got to go and beat the final boss. Yeah, so thank I, I, you, thanks for getting me here. <laughs> thank you for thank you for getting me here while I go off and I have a have a plastic cup full of Coke, yeah, <laughs> off brand Coca Cola. But uh, I've got to go fight the the big pig wizard now so yeah no i get you i, I totally feel you um and on the other side of it find your throne it's a lovely pop song dressed up like a rock track mm. yeah it's affirming it's nice positive it's like hell yeah it's like hell yeah uh it's got a great narrative i truly don't see a situation in which this one doesn't go far <laughs> the end what fight you think find your throne's going Going through all the way, not all. I don't. I don't know if it's going to win, but I oh, feel good you, about it. You mean, in the, you mean in this round, you don't see a world where this doesn't go through in the first round. Yeah, hundred percent. Okay, all right. Okay, we're on the same. We're on the same page. Good. Find your yeah. phone. Get it through. Hundred percent. So we bring, that brings us neatly to the final pairing. Connor, take us take take us home. Take us home. Right. So we've got the title track from Somewhere City, which some would call Somewhere City from the album Someone See. But very very meta, very self-referential. They've been clever. Versus Morbus Chicken Strip, which really doesn't sound nice, but is actually... I mean, it's Mobius Chicken Strip, but it doesn't sound any better. I like mine. Cool, we'll go with yours. Morbus Chicken Strip it is. Why would there be an iron? You've just done this for you've just done this so you, we can we, I can do this, haven't you? Yeah, I chose this band that you <laughs> chose so that you could read the names weird. That's what this was all part of my big plan. You've we, got me. That guy can't say the band's name. Oh, he can't even say the song names. Right. <laughs> anyway, go on. Talk about these songs to me. So I'm just gonna call it chicken strip from here on out. Chicken strips. Uh the title track I'm going to talk about first because mm-hmm. it's the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, the notes I made on this one were that the chord choices that this guy comes up with make me feel like I've literally just started playing my instrument. And I'm not bad at it, but it's very intensely musical without being shreddy to the point of being in your face. Like it's very smart sounding chords which all really serve the song. And I really like that. There's a lot of very sounds redundant but very very musical writing it's not like just what chord here we go it's very smart it's very well put together and the title track is lovely it's got a real depth to it that comes from a smart arrangement Mm. um and i think they only say somewhere city once in the song which is interesting because it's not like on the nose like this song is you know, we've used it as a metric many times, like, oh, there's a reason this album's not called this other song, it's called this first one. There's no song called Somewhere City. It's just called the title track. It's just very smart, very master. 
Um, and it does have blast beats in it again. So right. a lot of positives. Right. However. Oh, here we go. However, it's not got as good a chorus and a, as good a payoff as the chicken strip song when it gets to the grab your Game Boy, get in the car. That's a fucking yeah. hilariously good chorus. Yeah. And it yeah. makes you wait for it. You wait a good minute and a half, two minutes to get there. And when it drops and goes into that halftime, mm. it's so satisfying. Mm. Yeah. I mean, so it's for t- that reason, it is a toughie. It's a tough one to finish on because the title track is great. But the chicken strip song is just, it, it goes and does so, it, it does so much in, sh- in such a relatively short space of time that I think it should go through. Um. Look, I don't think there's, I don't think there's anything to dislike about either of these songs. Agreed. For me, title track sticks in my mind purely. If everything you've said is correct, and I agree with all that one hundred percent, I have, I can't play guitar. I can play a G, a G chord and a, an E minor, and that's about it. Can't even play a C. Can't even play Wonderwall. Anyway, the things you've what's mentioned, the what's the point? Makes sense. Yes. But title track just reminds me of Daphne Loves Derby and the lyrical content of that band and the melodies that that band <laughs> you <laughs> used to come up with. And I bet right. you don't know who that is, do you? Nope. No, you've lost me. I don't know. Hey, I, I didn't think you came here for like early 2000s emo pop references, did you? I, I, I didn't, but nevertheless, here I am. Nevertheless, who you are, but real heads will understand and they'll be like, right, okay, I'm going to go listen to Lydia and figure that out and see if that, see if that works. But irregardless to that, there will be maybe one or two people. I don't even know there'll be one or two people that pick up on that reference. I still think the title track is a fucking great tune mm. and there's nothing to dislike about it. Um, I think it's incredibly authentic. I think at this point in Somewhere City as well, you're kind of, you're gearing up towards the end. Yes, it feels like the third act of a film. Exactly. And Chicken Strip, again, I'm I'm not denying the riffs. I'm not denying the half times. And it's a great song. Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. I can't pick. I think they're both great songs. So. I think in the interest of representation, there's not, there's not a single song that has made it through from the third gen EP. Yeah, so, I mean, well, that doesn't help in this bracket, does it? Well, no, 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 but I'm saying that there's only two, usually by this point, there's th- three or four albums of bodies of work in the mix. There's only two here now. And I think to just kind of make it a bit more of an even spread, we should have more representation from Somewhere City because I don't think there's that much at the moment there isn't and I I think Somewhere City is a better album I I agree I agree it's interesting you said that I, I agree I mean listen yeah, to all of it I think but we're not here to talk we're not here to talk about the best album we're here to talk about the best song so that's, that's a different podcast that we haven't released yet okay I like your representation game and I don't want to say chicken strips anymore <laughs> fuck your chicken strips fuck your chicken strips <laughs> Uh, wonderful. In which case, we're going to put the title track through, and that'll bring us pretty, pretty neatly into round two. Round two. Let's get to it. We've got Footloose Cannonball Brothers from Gamma Gang versus 
You won't. What do you got? Between these two, I still think mm. that the catchy as hell chorus of Footloose Cannibal Brothers mm-hmm. sees it going. Edges it over, you won't. Mm. I will not take away the two courses in under a minute absolute milestone they achieve and you won't because that is fantastic. But well, in this case, two courses do not equal passage through to the next round. You said it. I can't, you said it. I can't disagree. I, I shan't disagree. <laughs> well, then, all right, then. <laughs> even, the little, even the little tight harmonies at the end of you won't, they don't. They don't help it in this, in this battle. And that's all she wrote. Uh, He's going through. Footloose is going through. It's fancy free. Next up, the Bossa Nova Corps mm. is on a mission to self-destruct. Don't, I'm not going to try and put narratives in these. It's going to get too abstract. The song titles are too weird. Um, we got Lift Jazz against whatever the fuck you categorize self-destruct as. I don't know. I don't know what bracket that falls into, but what do you reckon? What's what's your go-to thought on this one? Well, my gut is um, I didn't mention before in the self-destruct going through in the first round is that you you really know when a band's leveled up when they start introducing more double kick and there's only two of them and they're not as oh, the double kick. Fair enough. Um, there's a lot of double kick on Garmy Gang. There's a yeah, lot of like diggers. Yeah, there's a lot of that, and it's not easy to do and still sound tight. But no. they do it, and you know, obviously, the addition of synths and all that sort of stuff on self destruct. But for me, if you didn't do that in the first song, you wouldn't be at Bossa Nova. And I st- mm. <laughs> I'm still a lift jazz kind of guy. I still think I that think that song is fucking phenomenal. It's for hilarious. All, for it's all a the very reasons. And it's, it's a hilarious song for all the wrong reasons. And I love it. it. Are you going to take it through just for it to get knocked out next round, though? That's the question. No, I, I generally think Bossa Nova could, could win this. Well, then, I, I'm, I'm, in it for, I'm, I'm in it for the underdog. So I'm, I'm going to go ahead and actually agree with you on that. I'm in it to win it. <laughs> well, you're, you're not Bossa Nova, but... I'm not. But Bossa Nova should go through, I think, on this one. I think, I think these, two, these two first rounds have been quite easy for the obvious winner. Okay, okay. Well, let's see if that trend continues against Say Less and Skeleton. I think this is still quite easy, personally. So with Say Less, like, I think it's really, really vital to begin by saying that the guitar in this song sounds like a Guitar Hero 2 boss battle. It's very, it's very twiddly. Yeah. And as someone who, as I've alluded to before, can only play about two chords on the guitar, it sounds really difficult. Is it difficult? Let me give myself a quick little blast of it again. I would be very surprised if there wasn't some insane hand stretching going on in those weird, like the 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 jingly chords. You know, I reckon 
I got a pretty stretchy hand, but I think that it's one of those things. I think if you asked him, how do you play this? He'd be like, I don't know. You just do this and then this and then this and then this. <laughs> I think it's all very second nature. I think trying to learn this song would give you a headache. Um, so that's my only real sort of thoughts on Say Less. I do like Skeleton Key, but it's, I am I'm less attached to it than others, in some way so. I think it's interesting, and I don't want to get too bogged down in this as a metric, but Skeleton Key is at its best on this album when it's not in the song Skeleton Key, when it's being re mm-hmm. when, it's being ref- re- when it's being referenced in the air up here. Yeah, Skeleton Key is better then than it is on its own in some senses. That's a terrible metric. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of impossible to transfer across to anything else. So maybe maybe just pretend I didn't say it. Okay, you didn't say that. So you've, you've even got to choose between a song that sounds like it's a Guitar Hero 2 boss battle or Skeleton Key. I would still choose Skeleton Key. Yeah, I think I would too, because it... That chorus is wonderful. Yeah. That's nice. There is a lot of epic guitarness on this album. Um, okay, okay, you know, okay. Okay, Oscar, okay. You get your Skeleton Key. Can go. great. I'm thrilled. Uh, what, what, what's Skeleton Key going to be going up against in the next round? It's going to be going up against the ISO Alchemy. Well, it's not, because I think Six Six Flags is better, but you just want me to say the song title I can't say. I actually wasn't trying to do that, but I'm glad that <laughs> you did. You know, I'm not going to pretend that I didn't enjoy that. But nonetheless, I agree. You've, 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 you've shown your hand on that one, and Isopropyl Alchemy is a good song with a silly name, but Six 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 Flags is, is hilarious, again. I just, I, like, I just can't, like... I can't get over the fact that like that little run that we were talking about earlier with the blast beats in uh, with the half time into the blast beats into the offbeat rhythm matched by the guitar. There's there's so much like considering there are two pieces. There's so much like syncopation between the two of them. There's so much like untraditional syncopation between uh, the strumming hand. I don't know if Ryland's left or right handed, but and like the the hi hats that's going on and. Mm that level of musicianship is one of like even playing it slowly or even like trying to think about how to create that and to practice that on a scale to which to play it up to even the tempo that they're writing and recording and performing at mm. is blowing my mind. And yeah, six, six flag has that in abundance. Yeah. And I think it's interesting because of all the songs, when after you told me to check them out and I listened through Somewhere City and th- when this song came up, I was like, I remember talking to you about it afterwards and you said, oh, what do you think of it? And I said, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. There's so many bits of it which are, which are mental. And I think I referenced that run in the middle of 666 Flags where it goes from halftime to double time to halftime again, back to blast beats, back to double time, back to halftime in the space of about 45 seconds. And I think you told me, oh yeah, they're a two-piece. And at that moment, I went, oh yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> because, because, because when you've got fewer people to go, that's stupid. Why are we doing that? Where you get two people who are very clearly on exactly the same musical wavelength, mm. you go, let's chuck this in. Okay, bam, and it can just happen. Yeah, how am I going to do that? Right, let's how you, let's how, let's figure it out. Yeah, and that's that's how you get songs with insane little parts in it like that. And I'm all for it. And it's really 
it's really fun to listen to something which doesn't have a super conventional structure, something that does push the boundary a little bit, but also isn't just noise. It's like, it's, it's not unlistenable. It's still very, it still serves the song. Mm-hmm. So I think 666 Flags whips it. Go on. Back of the net. Back of the net. 666. Flags. Okay, well, next. On the, the other side now, flying through these. This, the second round always seems to go quicker than the first. I mean, obviously. It, there's, I tell you what, maths, fewer songs. Yeah. Uh, so next up we have the, the aforementioned very... <clears throat> Next up, we have the very unpleasant bracket that you alluded to earlier of 24-hour drive through versus the air up here. Mm. Now, it's tough. It's tough because there's the elephant in the room that the air up here is just all the other songs on Somewhere City. No, it's two minutes of a song and then it's two minutes of four other songs smashed together to make it's, a, it's a, a bonkers crescendo, which, yeah. I, which I am all here for. I didn't think you could put four songs together and make such a, a, a mashup that works. And, 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 pay, and it pay off so well. Yeah. The only thing, the only thing that I think could make um, the air up here even better is purely comedy based if you replace that snare drum with a reverse snare drum on the break. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. That, yeah, that is true. That would be the one place for that insanely over the top production choice. I mean, and like, it's not even, it's not even over at that point. And then it ends and you're like, Oh wow, that's ended. And then you get the, uh, and it doesn't end. The and then to, rally round again you know it literally makes the album perfectly sync i've never heard an album that does that yeah for, for anyone that hasn't listened to the album in that particular way mm. if you get to the end of the air up here you'll notice a familiar guitar and drum part that is the beginning of the first track but it's not just the same part mm. if you put the album just on repeat when you get to the last bit there's a little and it goes straight into the beginning of the first track again, implying that the album could actually, it's all just one body of work that goes on forever. Never. And that's, that is a spectacular. It's, it's like, I've, I don't know of an album that does that, which, which, which loops perfectly and in perpetuity. Um, forever. Without it being like, okay, well you've shoehorned that part in. Like it feels very natural when it comes in and, the, the, the repeat of The City Never Lets Me Down from the first track, mm-hmm. it feels like, a, oh, they brought it back, not just like, okay, this is where it's going. It doesn't feel like the whole album's building up to that. But I don't even think it's them bringing it back. I think they just incredibly foreshadowed it at the start. I yeah. Bring it back. They, it, was, it was always meant it to be. It was always there. It, it was, was always, always meant there. to be. It's always watching. You were and, always listening to it. And as I mentioned, like that when the when the they, they bring in the lead lines from other tracks that have come before it, Skeleton Key sits really well because it's kind of a minor part where the major line works over the top of it, and it shouldn't, but it does. And they repurpose parts of other songs in the beginnings and the ends, and it's just it's super smart in a way which feels earned. Mm. It doesn't feel they've just gone, okay, let's try and put track two or three in there and it'll kind of 
gets it so he can fill it out. It all makes sense. It shows a real amount of thought. And 24-hour drive-through is a very nice song about getting chips. Well, it also does have one of the best lines, I think, one of the best rhymes. Getting, getting fries under dark, stormy skies. That is nice. Nice. There's another great rhyme which I've forgotten and so therefore pointless thing to point out, but... <laughs> but it was there at the time of thinking about it. At the time of thinking, I thought, that's good, and then moved on, and here we are. Um, we've, we've, we've talked up the air up here enough <laughs> and it should just be going through. 24-hour drive-through is a fantastic song. Mm. Um, I do feel like if it was up against literally any other songs on this side of the bracket, it would go through. I agree. But, but it's the air up here is a bit of a heavyweight. It's a bit of a, it's a, bit of a bruiser. Yeah. Um, right then. Okay. okay, okay, okay. We're getting, we're, we're edging ever closer. So next up we have Caught in the Moment mm-hmm. versus No Offense. Still a great, great, great pun. Really good pun. Really, really good pun. I don't know if the pun is going to take it all the way through though. Mm. I think for me at this point I'm still like that like moment where he, where Ryan's hitting like the top of his vocal range and then it's just yeah insane like, I just can't it's so good I, I can't get that bit out of my head I, the, I think the chorus is really good the half time with the gang vocals that come in perfect it yeah it it does all the, like Caught in the Moment is all the things that I want it to do. And I think it does the best things of Somewhere City on Gummy Gang. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I think it... Because Gummy Gang is, as we've said, it's of the two records, it's the one that I perhaps like less. But it's by no means a bad record. And I think it does enter a slightly different space mm-hmm. than Somewhere City does. But yeah, things like moments like mm-hmm. that kind of draw it all back together. I think Somewhere City is always going to be considered, I think maybe in the fan base, a better record purely because there are less songs and less equals more. And you, you yeah. go round, it's much, look, lads, love what you're doing on this new record, but it's much easier to listen to Somewhere City on repeat than it is <laughs> GG on repeat. And at its core, it's easier to write 10 bangers than 20 bangers. That's, that's, just, that's just good Good, good, cold math. That is math. Um, That's math, baby. For me, I think just based on the chorus and based on the things that it's doing for me, caught in the moment goes over. No offense, which I'm still like, like it's it's still really, really good. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, hell yeah, it's wicked. Yeah, but that's that's where I'm at. I agree. Caught in the moment goes over, I'm and loving it. Caught- Caught in the moment, hops over the fence. Loving this. Uh, right, next up, second to last bracket, we have Welcome To versus Double Header of OU slash <laughs> Trust. Yeah, I'm a busy man, you're a busy man. I'm not here to waste your time, you're not here to waste mine. Even with the combined might of two tracks from the next album, Welcome to still still squashes it squashes it dead. It's still David versus Goliath on this one. <laughs> yeah, and in this instance, Goliath wins. Yeah, Goliath really comes on through. <laughs> um, yeah, well, well, welcome to is just yeah. 
it's too good. It's it's a song good enough to make you want to listen to the whole rest of the album. Really good. It's really good. And Know You and Trust are good enough to keep your attention until the end of the album, but... Know You and Trust are good enough to keep your attention to the fact that you've forgotten that they're two separate songs. Yeah, they're a bit too... Just great blendy. battle, you know? It's all well and good when you're Meshuggah and you write Catch 33 and that's one song for 45 minutes, but... Different podcast. Different podcast. Podcast. I'm just I'm just dropping Easter eggs for my long awaited 112 deep dive track list of <laughs> every Meshuggah track. We are here for every single Meshuggah track. I know yeah. a couple of people that would be into that, but I don't think this listenership is into it. <laughs> Perhaps not. Perhaps there's not as much overlap as I might want. Uh anyway, nonetheless, welcome to Goes Through. Know you and trust. Good job. Uh you you've made bracket history as the first entire bracket to go through <laughs> in an attempt to knock something over it didn't work out this time but thanks for playing thanks for playing that's brackets <laughs> that's brackets and on that note let's move through to the final bracket of round two which i think is one of the hardest ones we've done so far mm. find your throne versus the title track Well, I'm going to just be honest with you. I think Find Your Throne is a great song, but I do think the title track is better. Well, the reason the album's not called Find Your Throne... And I've got... <laughs> I've got, got you go. I, think yeah. I, did the, I, did, I did the bit. I've done my, my mandatory once-per-episode reasoning of that particular inconsequential fact. They could have called the album anything. They call the second album Gummy Gang. Like, it doesn't mean anything. doesn't mean anything means nothing but the title track as a song is better mm. um and similarly do I find think- your throne works really well when it comes in on the air up here mm. mm-hmm. the fact that it exists earlier in the album cool when it comes in the air up here oh that's nice mm. spicy care more about it then when it's not even the full thing mm. what does that say do i think either of these two are going to win the entire thing probably not no so i'm going on my gut my gut is that the title track rocks me harder. And it's all about being rocked as hard as possible. Yeah. There's one thing I know. It's one thing I've learned from my many years in the industry. It's that it's all about rocking the hardest. So are we, are we, are we rocking on with, are we letting Find Your Throne sort of go into the world? I, I, I'm quite happy to let Find Your Throne find its way off in the wild um, because the title track good luck to it. seems like a good contender for the for what's about to happen the throne uh that was rapid let's keep this let's keep this energy moving let's keep this party going all right we're getting we're getting down to the real brass tacks parts of the podcast now quarterfinals first up we've got footloose versus bossa nova i just want to say that um for me both these songs are, in the sense of it, untradi- untraditional Origami Angel songs. So Footloose just sounds like a, like a, their version of a pop rock banger. Yeah. There's Bossa Nova, which is their version of lift music. That's what they want to hear when they get in a lift. That's what I want to hear when I get into a lift. True. Uh, if, that, if that was playing, if this kind of thing was playing in lifts, I'd spend a lot more time in lifts. Mm, I'd go to big, tall buildings. All, all the time. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, you're absolutely right. Foot, Footloose kind of sounds like a 
like a premium era Weezer song, you know? Yeah. Like I can directly hear Rivers singing that. Whoa. Imagine a Weezer version of this song. I don't want to imagine a Weezer version of anything right now, but we're talking strictly premium era. Uh, but regardless, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right in that neither one of these has insane, crazy tapping or breakdowns or weird sections. They're both quite straight. No, one's quite straight. One's quite weird. One's quite weird, but not in the traditional origami angel sense of weird. Mm. And so it's about which one I think, because they're both great because they've gotten here. I think it's about which one of them is going to stand the best chance of knocking um, one of the somewhere city heavy hitters that it's coming up against next off Mm. the top spot. Yeah. I think for me, for me, um, I think I'm leaning towards Footloose. I'm also leaning towards Footloose. And I'll tell you for why. If you look at, if you look at, both brackets next to each other. I'm playing a tacticians game here. Mm-hmm. You got Footloose and Boston Nova. You got a slightly straighter, poppier song up against a weirder song. You look at the next bracket. You got Skeleton Key. You got that against Six 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 Flags. Mm-hmm. Skeleton Key is a slightly straighter, poppier song, and Six 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 Flags is a weirder song. You got to take. I think the best chance and the e- most even matchup is you take one poppy song, you take one weird song. Yeah. And I might. I may be spoiling it and jumping ahead of the gun a little bit, but. I think I think the chorus on Footloose and like the vibe of Footloose of starting with that kind of drum machine and acoustic thing and building up and having a bit more of a dynamic and the bounciness of where the lyric goes is a better poppy origami angel song than Skeleton Key is. Mm, okay. Yeah, I can I can vibe with that. I'm liking uh, of like rather than doing one bracket at a time, we'll just take all four at once. I think I think it's important to when you've got a band that don't really have one defined sound. They've got lots of different things they dip their toe in, mm-hmm. and when there's lineup, you got to kind of go, well, look, this is kind of the same as that one. Which one is better of the two? So I'm kind of thinking laterally. I'm playing some 4D chess here. I'm playing some. Hey. I'm playing some multiverse games, and <laughs> I think. I said I was jumping the gun, but actually I'm going to do it. I reckon we simultaneously do these two brackets on the left. What do you say to that? Yeah. Okay, I'm into that. I'm into this sort of new sort of dynamic of playing the game. Um, Okay, well, okay. First up, we're going to do this multilateral 4D transgressive version of brackets. You need to let me know if your winner is on this side. No. Whoa, so it doesn't even matter. Well, in theory, it doesn't matter. We've got, I've been burned before. I've gotten to the end and gone, <laughs> oh, actually, like last week, it was fucking WrestleMania. Last time we did it, it was WrestleMania that won. And that was not even close to the song that I thought was going to win, but that's what won. <laughs> so okay, to, so an, ex- to me, an extent, I don't know anything. There's no point thinking too far ahead, but in my head, no, none of the songs I think are going to win are on this side. Okay, so for me, Footloose goes through and it goes up against Six Six Flag. Mm. And Footloose goes through to the final. Now that sounds right to me. That sounds right to me. And that's not a cop-out. That's not a speeding through. That's just looking at what we've got. And the space that they will occupy, I don't think there's any universe in which Bossa Nova is going to win, 
right? I just think I mean, that it's unless we unless we just start trolling people and we just say, yeah, it goes through because it's boss and over, and they they've never strayed outside of generic four four. Yeah, yeah, it's no, they have no other songs that sound like this one, so therefore it must be their best one. That's yeah. yeah. If we if we're on that logic, sure, but that's it, insane. It, um, with creative genius on that song. <laughs> Yeah, the, the genius surpasses the actual sound of the band. <laughs> um, so yeah, Boss Nova is never going to win. I think 666 Flags is a very good contender for Footloose, more so than Skeleton Key would be because of the two popular songs, it's the less good one. Yeah. And then 666 Flags is cool as hell mm. and it's got great, you know, it's got great blasts, it's got a it's got a great chorus. It's fun. It's energetic. It's got lots of tippy tappies. But it's Footloose, Footloose have, makes me feel better. What and, we haven't mentioned is it also has the um, sample of a roller coaster going through, panning in your ears. I haven't actually listened to it in headphones properly, so that's a, that's an interesting one. I need to. Well, I've not listened out for a. Oddly enough, I haven't listened out for a roller coaster in my headphones, but now I will. So that's 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 something to look forward to. Um, so yeah, I agree. I think that we got Footloose and we got 666 and then 666 is going to just lose it to Footloose. Yeah. I'm vibing with that. So well done, Footloose. You've got all the way through to the final and you didn't even know about it. Yeah, you, you, were, you were like still, you know, icing your knuckles and like applying, applying uh, bandages. <laughs> but <laughs> without even realizing it, you got a KO. You got a fucking KO on three other people. <laughs> <laughs> what a hit. <laughs> All in one hit. Or mega punch. <laughs> uh, okay, right. So we'll go to the other side now. And I don't... Mm, can we apply the same logic? I don't so, know. Let's have, let, 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 me, let me actually just look at them. So you got... Actually, what we've got here is quite a row because we've got... So if you look at it in the same way as I did last time, top... Number one and number three of the list. So I'm just going to interject. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just going to interject because I think it can happen, but only up until the semi-finals. Yeah, we can't. Because the semi-final is what we've all come to see, and that is that caught in the moment. Fantastic song, fantastic chorus. We've 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 you know talk about to the cows come home. Good, really like it. Title track has done really well to get here, and I think it is a really good song. No one's really involved in the Daphne Loves Derby sort of references that I've been throwing in. That's fine. But what the people have come to the podcast to see and hear and discuss with us is the first song of Somewhere City versus the final song of Somewhere City. Which you could argue is the same song of Somewhere City because the album oh, never no. starts and it never ends. It's always no. <laughs> at all times in, in perpetuity forever. We can't do that. We can't do that. That's insane. The air up here and Welcome To are the same song. Maybe it's Welcome To the air up here. Maybe. Because anyway, it's not that's, the... how, that's how I see this side going. I agree. I've looked into it. I agree. I think, I think the first and the last song of Somewhere City, the, as we both agree, best Origami Angel album, mm. it's, a hell of a, it's a hell of a discussion. Mm. And I think 
if we were musicologists or if we had, you know, if I had better understanding of guitar or maybe a better understanding of drum pans or a better understanding of production, if we had some people that could bring in that sort of dynamic to this part because we do get to the knee. That's the idea of is it by the time we get closer and closer, the discussion gets harder and harder. But as people will have figured out or learned in the past, we tend to do all the difficult discussions at the start and then it gets super, super quickly and e- quicker and easier as it gets down for some reason. Um, it's more of a gut decision Um, and for me the fact that uh, the air up here has like the combination of four or five or god knows how many other songs from somewhere city embedded into it it Mm. feels like two songs in itself because you've got the song at the start the air up here with the fucking snare drum hit we're off we're off to the races let's go it's the last song kids get down you better get your dancing shoes on someone catch me when I stage dive then you get the whole build up again to the crescendo at the end, which is the cathartic, chaotic, erratic release. Mm. And then it brings it back around to welcome, welcome to. In fact, it's like three songs in one. It's a bit of welcome to. Yeah. In The City Never Lets Me Down, which, yeah. is, which is what it's all building up to. And then it comes back into it. It's the air up here on its own. Like, the bit before anything else happens. Then you've got the crescendo middle section. You're absolutely right. It's three songs in one and it's not even that long. Well, it's like four and a bit minutes. It's the second long, it's their second longest song by 10 seconds. The air up here is four minutes, 45. And the other song that you alluded to being over five minutes long was GG, which is four fifty-four. technically, basically five minutes. So there's, there's 10 seconds in it. Okay. Either way. You love what? the you love the facts. You love the numbers. I've given them to you. Thank you. And and I, I might as well leave now because I've gotten what I need to get, which is specific numerical data. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it is pretty unique, and it's one of my favorite things that any artist can do, which is bringing in. It's like the musical theater of it. It's it's having motifs which they establish early on mm. and then capitalize on and bring back, you know, periphery, do it across some of their records. Uh, Fallout boy did it very well on Folia Adieu back in the day when they were good. good they had a great song, which did that. Right. Uh, Underrated. So, you know, there's, there's, there's lots of artists who try and fail to do it. And what I quite like about the way that it actually sounds on the air up here is that, it's messy. It's not, it's not because it does lean into the, it is quite a raw, real sounding production across the whole record. Mm. And when you start hearing all the other voices just stacking on top of each other and stacking and stacking and stacking, it gets to a point where you can't really hear the specific value of each bit. You get like little bits of, you hear like little bits over what is, five or six or seven or maybe even bits of every song it's hard to know at a certain point all on top of each other and then all of those voices at once sing City Never Lets Me Down it becomes this crowd chant mm-hmm. and the, that, that payoff is just supremely good it's, it is such a satisfying thing and when I was listening to the album for the first time mm. didn't really hit me and then when I listened back to it again, I was like, hang on a minute. I know this bit. And then that's when I listened to it on repeat and it went back into the first song. And it's very, it's very 
on purpose. It's very, uh, it's not an accident. It's not an afterthought. It's, as you've said, it's very conscious in terms of the way they've written everything. Mm. That feeds into Welcome To, which is like, that doesn't seem like where, that doesn't seem like that's where they started writing the album. That seems like a natural end point almost after the air up here, but it's hard to know which came first. It's, it's a nice musical mystery, I suppose. It's not being clear like, well, this is just part two of this song and I don't really like it bands do that so much. This is the opposite of that. They're both part two, but they're both part one. When you get to like the, the playing rounds, like the continuous loop of the album, Welcome To almost feels like a break to begin. Yeah. And then you're like, oh shit, we're back. We're round two. Let's go. We're round three. Yeah. We're round. And it's, be- and it's, it's a confident move. It's like, you are going to enjoy this album so much. You're going to listen to it again immediately afterwards. And credit to him, I did. <laughs> you you know what? You're not wrong, gang. I, I fell for it. So, you know, it's it's what makes it very hard to pick a clear winner because they are so intrinsically linked. I mean, I think it's easier. I think The Air Up Here is, is the best song. I mean... <laughs> I'm just ripping the plaster off at this point. Yeah, oh, no, the, uh, yeah, up here. I, I, I think you're right, and I, we've used the argument before. Like, well, if this song didn't exist, then the other one wouldn't exist, mm-hmm. and completely valid argument. I think the Arab here is a better song because the actual the, the bit that is the song on its own before it's bringing in the other ideas is still great. It's mm-hmm. not like it, it's it's not like it's only good because of that end bit, mm-hmm. but that yeah. end bit is that end bit is really really good. You know, so it's just like two great things. It's three great things. Three great things. A great number of great things. And the air up here is the one that, as we alluded to earlier, this is the one that I thought was going to win. Smart. Before the, before the, because I'm hedging my bets, because if I say this, this one's going to win, all the songs that it contains also win. Oh, <laughs> okay. So skeleton key, basically everything from somewhere city wins. <laughs> I'm I'm playing both sides, so I never lose. For the final, for the for the for the people at the back who maybe have, you know not been paying attention or are stuck in traffic or are just not listening, is Footloose versus the Air Up Here, which is nice mm. for a couple of reasons. One, because it's been a while since we've had two songs from separate records be in the final. That's true. Which is nice, which proves that this catalogue of songs is not as one-sided as we thought maybe going into this it's nice because they are two completely different styles of track one is for all intensive purposes the band's version of a pop rock song which we're all here for that we love it and the other one is an odyssey that is only is only fit for church The Church of Origami. Um, so that's the final. And um, I mean, it's a tough one. It's a really tough one. It is a tough one because I know what I think. And I've already you know played, I, my, I I played my hand. I know what I think too, but 
I feel like I'm look, I think it I think the best song out of these two is the Arab here. I think the Arab here for me was the winner from the first round. Yeah. But I feel like being that quick with it does a disservice to Footloose. I completely agree. I completely agree because there are so many moments across both records where so when I'm making notes for this, because there's 32 songs to have some kind of an idea to talk about, I don't listen to all of them all the time. I've done intense listening this week. But when it comes to making notes on these, I made a joke at the beginning, I'm often far less informed than I should be. And for other brackets we've been writing down for Martha, for Pup, I've been a bit more kind of ramshackle with my notes and trying to write down as much as I can to help me remember which song I'm referring to, particularly when they've all got quite long names and stuff like that. With Origami Angel, I really all I had to do was write down like a line from the chorus of each one and I can remember what that is. There is so much like catchy writing mm. and so much like immediately singable content. And for Footloose to rise above a lot of heavy hitters on its side, above all of that, speaks incredible volumes as to how well that song is put together mm. and how much fun they clearly had in playing with the dynamic of it. There's so many more acoustic guitars and extra percussion and drum machines and bits and pieces like that across Gami Gang that are an evolution or in a change of the sound. It's still not... I, I, I've said several times, Somewhere City is my favorite one of the two. Admittedly, that's because I've had less time to get to know Gami Gang, really. It's still quite new. I've had two years to enjoy, well, a year and a half to enjoy Somewhere City. And this is still quite new. But Footloose stuck out straight away as a, that's fun, that's smart, that's honest to who you are as a band without being like, what the hell is this? Mm. But it's still a step forward. And it 100%, it didn't have like a, you know, we often say like, oh, this this one's had a really fair go. Like this one, when it, got some, when it, when it gets some like really easy ones here, in my first draft of this, I thought Skeleton Key, that's going to be the one that wins. And I didn't, even really, I didn't even really think about it. because. But then I realized what I liked about Skeleton Key was when it turned up in the air up here. Yeah. So <laughs> it's, it, it's a weird one, but Footloose absolutely deserves to have done as well as it did, considering it's the first song we started talking about in the whole thing. Yeah, that's often, that, often that one just gets binned off. Like the first one very rarely makes it very far for some reason. So I think it's a really fair matchup, but I think the writing's on the wall. We know, we know what we think. We know which one is better. And it very much deserves to be there. I, I, I'd, I'd, like you to, I'd like you to officially call it. Well, let's just, um, we know what we feel, but let's hear from the band themselves to see what they think the best Origami Angel song is. So let's just hear from them first. Okay, okay. Hey y'all, I'm Ryland from Origami Angel. I play guitar and I sing and I write the lyrics. Um, and I think my favorite track that we've ever written has to be Find Your Throne, track nine on Somewhere City. Um, it's a hard decision to make, but that song just means a lot to me personally. Um, it means a lot to, I feel like, our journey as a band as well. Uh, my journey through life, uh, like and my journey through mental health struggles it, it, it matters a lot to me um there's also a couple on uh gami gang that i like to shout out to uh tom holland Oates is like definitely up there and i'd have to say 
Uh, the same thing is true for mock bike and self-destruct. Those two are also really close, but when it all comes down to the wire, ball in our court, last second, I want find your throne, taking the last shot. And, <laughs> and, and that's how it is, just because it means a lot to me. Uh, we used to close with it back when tours happened, and uh, it, it's always just had a lot of very, very good memories and meanings to me as a, a musician and a writer and a bandmate. Okay, well, there you go. That's their point of view. Um, I'm fine with them having their point of view. Oh, you know, they're all entitled to it. They wrote the songs. Um, but the official winner, and they're, they're through the actual best Origami Angel song, is... Drum roll, please. Last beat, please. The air up here is the winner. And this has been one of the one of the least painful conclusions to one of these that we've done. There's been far less umming and ahhing. We're both in complete agreement at the end, which is great. Yeah. <laughs> it's real. It's, 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 no one feels like they've lost out along the line. Not at all. Not at all. When I was listening back to the records in full, I was going... God, uh, this isn't a sticking point. <laughs> but it wasn't. Um, and as I've said, as I've alluded to, a really, just a really, a really interesting, a really talented, and I think I seem to remember you saying they're pretty young as well. That's really annoying. Uh, <laughs> band ma- ma- making some genuinely interesting music. It's not like straight up math rock. It's not straight up Eno. It's, it's, it's lots of little bits of lots of little things all done very honestly and all done very well and the air out here is a perfect exemplification of what it is that makes Origami Angel good so very well deserved win very good very good I think this might be one of my favourite ones we've done Mm, same I was apprehensive coming into it but I feel we got there in the end it's not been painful there's not been that much disagreement Um, so yeah that leaves me only to say thank you for listening thank you for the band for being great uh thank you oscar thank you connor it's been a, it's been a pleasure it's been a lovely way to spend an evening and that is that's brackets see you next time bye everyone <laughs> <laughs>